It's the Wealth and Wisdom Podcast, providing you wisdom on investments, taxes, retirement, and other topics that listeners will benefit from, all in hopes of helping you build and enjoying your wealth your way. Here's your host, Michael Loftus of Loftus Wealth Strategies. Hello, this is Michael Loftus with Wealth and Wisdom TV, where education is the key to a successful financial future. Welcome. This is a new series, thought about, planned on, never really executed on. But finally, we've gathered all the data, the questions, ideas, where we feel we can put together some really good topics and conversations to help our pre-retirees and retirees. So please do consider subscribing, available here on YouTube and also in all the various podcasting Platform. So today's topic, going against the grain, as I said, sometimes we have to offer advice some people may not like, some people might have a contradictory opinion. That's okay. So we've gathered some questions here over time and want to go through a couple of those. So the first one is, what is the pr- appropriate amount of risk for a pre-retire retiree? Well, here we are, October 2022. Obviously, in the middle of a downtrend, bear market, possible recession. So risk is on everybody's mind right now. So we've got a probably different opinion here. You know, we go through the questionnaire when a client comes on board. We get that appropriate risk tolerance score like everybody does. And then we have a conversation, right? Because sometimes people come in too low. Sometimes they come in too high too high. So we want to make sure we've got them in the right parameters for their long-term objectives. Now, most clients, especially in retirement, are more moderate, okay, can handle up to 10% in losses. And moderate would be defined as a 60 in equity, 40 in bonds. But, and here's the thing, to me, I think when you have to look at the market, say 2021, clearly in an uptrend, clearly in a bull market, Let's take advantage of that. So that's 60-40. We might push to 65. We might push to 70, okay, in equities and take advantage of that. Now, in the current environment we're in, same thing but opposite. We want to make sure we're not taking on too too much risk. As of this recording, we're about 70% in cash because both stocks and bonds are down, and we really want to mitigate and reduce those mixes. Now, we've got a unique investment style I'll put a link here to our latest video on a market update if you want to learn more about that. So again, we take care of it. Depends on the individual. We have those conversations and we move those numbers when the markets move as well. So next up, how much cash should I have on hand? I mean, standard is three months, sometimes six months. It depends. Now we're entering into potentially a recession, a deep recession. Maybe we need four or six to make sure you're okay. God forbid somebody gets laid off. So I think that's a pretty fair number. Next question, how much insurance should I keep? Well, this is a tough one, right? Nobody really likes insurance, obviously, because the ramifications of insurance, you're not benefiting from it, somebody else's. So the answer to that is, it depends, <laughs> okay? For me, I look at insurance in a financial planning aspect. So we do wealth management, financial planning. 
in that financial planning aspect, one of the components is insurance, long-term care insurance. So insurance a while ago used to be used to help pay for estate tax and things like that, but we have such a big number on that, most folks are not affected. So I will generally look at, propose some type of life long-term care option, not long-term care on its own, but they have hybrid products. So it depends, right? If you look at the cost of long-term care today, you know, generally we try and get policies anywhere between, depending on the individual, three to $700,000. Also obviously have to factor in the cost of that, but that's on an individual basis. Next up, should I pay off my home? Good question, get it quite a bit. Once again, it depends. How much cash do you have? Can you pay off that home? Now, we see a lot of folks moving to my community from New York, New Jersey, Northern Virginia, so they could sell their home there, buy an equivalent home for significantly less, and be able to pay that off. If it doesn't affect the plan, no question, but liquidity is everything. So there's two parts of liquidity. One, how is that gonna affect your liquidity and your need for income? Okay, number two is home is not liquid. Now, you can get a line of credit. Some folks have reverse mortgages. If that's the case, we could put that in there and we can utilize that or tap that where needed because things happen, right? When you go through over time, roofs need to be repaired, air conditioning, you know, all kinds of different things can happen. So as long as we have the liquidity, then we can pay it off but it does in fact uh, depend. So mutual funds versus ETFs, huh? So big one here. So uh, you look at my background, I came from what's called the distribution side of the business, worked for, ran a big mutual fund company uh, on the sales side of things. So, but uh, I'm an ETF guy, why? Uh, simple, cost is number one. Obviously ETFs, exchange traded funds are much cheaper then a mutual fund. So I like it for that reason. Number two, tax efficiency, way more tax efficient. I was talking with someone recently, got a big hit in their uh, tax bill last year from capital gain distributions and really messed up their tax returns. So more efficient on the ETFs. The last one, most importantly to me, is the pureness of the ETF. What do I mean by that? You can have a mutual fund if you look at the prospectus, not many do. A large cap growth might have mid cap and small cap in there. So when I buy and I allocate and I build our models, I want it to be pure. So if I want a sector, I want just that sector. If I want large cap growth, I want large cap growth core only, period, end of sentence. So that's another big reason. So I believe ETFs are better for investors. Like I said, I think fees, taxes, and then the pureness of the overall fund itself. So first episode, hope you enjoyed it. Have some more coming. Make sure you do subscribe. Look forward to seeing everyone. Of course, if you're in a po podcast, maybe not, but we will be back. Thanks so much. Michael Loftus, Wealth and Wisdom TV. Thanks for tuning in to the Wealth and Wisdom Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to schedule time with Michael Loftus to review goals and or financial plans, please give us a call at 302-251-8901. 
You can also visit us at lwsde.com to contact or check out many resources, including our video blog. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite app. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you can find shows. Material discussed is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult your accountant and attorney for specific advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Loftus Wealth Strategies, LLC, a registered investment advisor.